This is Melinda Hale, and make sure you check out my new song, God and His Gun, dropping on iTunes and Spotify on August 20th. You're listening to Yes, Jesus. Hello, kings and queens and in-between sinners, saints, and I don't know if I is or I ain't. Welcome to another gospel episode of Yes, Jesus. I'm Daniel Franzese, and as always, I'm here with my truest gospel bestie. Full of the spirit, Azariah Southworth. <laughs> Not stressed, but very blessed. Not disjointed, but muy anointed. Because here at Yash Jesus, we believe... God's musical taste is very eclectic. Yes, God loves all the music and all the musicians, mm-hmm. honey. All right? And we're going to talk about gospel singers who came out of the closet in a little bit. Oh, the devil busy. But so is Jesus, because everyone's welcome here, okay? Now, so saddle up, we're going to get to that right after. We got a little sportsy news today, and it comes to us from Australia. That is not the mm-hmm. accent. Nope. <laughs> Nar. <laughs> Nar. There is a sport there called Australian Rules Football. It's not at all like American football. It's sort of a cross between rugby and soccer, with a few things you'd recognize from American football. Well, Andrew Thorburn was appointed chief executive of Essendon Football Club. Go Bombers! I had no clue where that's from. That's not me. (laughs) One of the many football clubs that make up the Australian Football League. A little more than a day later, he was forced Mm -hmm. to resign from the prominent footy club because of his connection to an anti-LGBTQ church in Melbourne. Oh, but it's more than a connection. Mm. He is the chair of City on a Hill. And what does City on a Hill believe? Mm -hmm. Oh, well, they have equated abortion with concentration camps and claims that practicing homosexuality is a sin. Mm. What's their message to LGBTQ people? Here's what they said in a 2013 article titled, Surviving Same-Sex Attraction as a Christian. Christian. (laughs) How will I ever survive? (laughs) Speak to a mature Christian whom you trust so you can receive the support of accountability you will need in the long term to survive these temptations. Oh, and if you think 2013 is so long ago, here's what they said in 2016. Practicing homosexuality is a sin, but same-sex attraction is not a sin. Mm. Okay. <laughs> so I could be like, you're, can I speak on it? Can I be like, you're so hot. Like, I'd love to... To think about you. Or whatever. To like sit to here think about and you be friends with you. Way. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't touch you. Mm, I just want to think on it, though. Well, the S... No. <laughs> The Essendon Football Club (laughs) responded immediately when those statements came to light. They said Essendon is committed to providing an inclusive, diverse, and safe club where everyone is welcome and respected. Even if they said that the church's positions and presumably Thorburn's Mm -hmm. are in direct conflict with the values of the Essendon Football Club, and they told Thorburn that he had to make a choice, and Thorburn decided to stay... With the anti-LGBTQ church and leave the Essendon bombers. That's the T here in the news. That's the T. And our freaking deacon, Rosemary, is a fan of Essendon. Got his sweatshirt Mm. on. Well, the Essendon Football Club has a diversity and inclusion supporter group, and they were really happy. 
The president, Bindi Smith, said on Twitter, Following community outcry and reflection by Essendon FC, we welcome the announcement that Thornburn will not be our CEO. Mm. Good for them. Purple Bombers will continue to work alongside Essendon FC to advocate for our community and create a safe, inclusive place to come and support our beloved Bombers. Hands down, no questions asked. People in leadership need to be accepting of everyone or get out. GTFO, baby. GTFO, baby. No. Lord, lordy, lordy. Let me tell you something. I want to pray for the bombers because they don't deserve that. They don't even deserve that heat, that smoke that came to them from uh, someone that's no longer there. Someone that's a memory. Yeah. And we were going to pray for their future as a team growing stronger, especially with no doubt every team has a queer member somewhere, somewhere, you know, in their team or whatever. So it's just like just to know that people can feel safe and loved now that that is expunged from the group. Um, We'll be praying for their strength. And that brings us to the praise report and prayer request section of our show. That's where if you have something that you want to hallelujah about a little bit extra this week, if you're like, God is good. I say, do you feel it? Oh, I feel it in my toes. I feel my toes. Feel it in my titties. Oh, my toes were numb and now now I run. (laughs) Um, And you're just so excited. Let us know and we will just hallelujah with you. And if you have something that's extra, something that's weighing on your chest, listen, siblings, if you got something out there that's heavy on your heart and you feel like you don't have someone to talk to, let us pray with you. Mm -hmm. Okay, let us pray with you. Let us have our listeners pray with you uh, because prayer in numbers works, okay? Um, And we're here for you. So we're gonna start this out with a prayer request. This is someone who's asking out us all to be praying for this. So let's listen up and add this person to our prayer request. Azzy, let's hear it. This is from B. I am a lesbian who recently came out due to the support of my bi best friend. However, my best friend and I somehow fell in love with one another along our journey together. Mm. My best friend is married to a man. She ultimately Mm. chose to continue to honor her vows to him. And now she is out of my life entirely. So she can, in her words, avoid the temptation of me. I feel very Mm. strongly that she was God sent to me because she knew me better than anyone and helped me through some very dark times and back into God's light. I'm struggling now in her loss, feeling very lonely and without direction and a little bit hopelessness. Please pray that I endure this time of grief and find family and friends to replace this loss in my heart, or at least find the peace of Jesus in this lonely time. Thank you from B. That's B, I think we can feel that pain. As a queer person, we can feel that pain as a person who struggled with their sexuality and as a person who has longed for somebody. I think we all in the queer community have at some point longed for someone that was an impossibility or in a complicated situation. And I, I, I come to you with a heavy heart. I, I know your situation that you're going through, but I want to tell you that uh, you were able to finally come out. You were able to live your authentic life and you had the support of it with somebody who cared about you. It wasn't a, uh, you know, a situation where you met some stranger and it was in a work. This was someone who was your friend who was able to sort of uh, help you, you know, someone who identified on the spectrum, you know, and, you know, when it comes to people's relationships, if, if that's the way that she has to go, you have to look and focus on the fact that you're able to be you now and you're able to find out what it means. You haven't been alone and been you. So you have an opportunity now to find out who is B. And B needs to do some soul searching. And let me tell you something. 
if you and your friend are meant to be together, that might be something that they have to work out in their current relationship right now. And so, some of that takes time. Yeah. And the absence of you will definitely be a loss felt on the other end, which if it's meant to be, it'll happen in time. But in the meantime, be go out there and find out who you are. Yeah. Spend some time with you. Date you. You're just learning about who you are. And now that you're able to go be there, uh, we support you and we'll be praying for you. And I know that you feel, uh, you say you feel lonely and without direction and, you know, but let Jesus be your compass and go out into the world and explore um, what it means to be a lesbian, what it means to be B. Yeah. And I, and I would like to offer this to you, B, because it, it has helped me in times where I've lost people that I loved in my life. And it's, it's an analogy or a parody, if you will, uh, that Medea gave in one of her plays. And she describes people like a tree. You know, some people are like leaves. They come and go with the seasons. Some people are like branches, you know, but you got to be careful with those branches because if you step out too far on them, they can fall uh, out from under you. And then there's two or three people who are the roots, you know, the trunk, the thing that makes the tree live and survive and give it the stability. And all you need is those two or three people, you know, um, but I will be praying for you, B. And I, and I hope that that gives you maybe some comfort because I know when, when I have lost people, it, that gives me comfort thinking of that, you know, just it helps me make sense of things when things don't make sense. But don't be alone, B. Yeah, don't be alone. Go out and, and and take a craft class or volunteer or meet up in other groups where uh, other queer people are congregating for art and joy. And don't be alone during this time because there's plenty of people out there that understand your struggle and that'll be there for you and yeah, be able to truly. Uh, uh, become a good friend. Truly. Uh, but we'll be praying for you for sure. And we ask that all of you please add be to your prayers this week. Uh, we have a praise report, Azzy. Yay. Um, this is a hallelujah coming from Rachel. Yay. Rachel says, I just want to say how much I love your podcast. I discovered your work through your interview with Goddess Grey and have enjoyed it ever since. I was raised in a conservative Southern Baptist home and veered away from the church and college when my changing values and belief system began to greatly conflict with the church's teachings. After college, I finally came out to myself as bisexual. And during quarantine, my partner started exploring his gender and discovered that he is non-binary. This past January, I finally dove into progressive Christianity more than ever before. I've enjoyed books and podcasts explaining why we can and should affirm LGBTQIA plus people as Christians, as well as a plethora of other social issues that I believe in. Your podcast specifically is such a unique space among all the queer and queer affirming voices that I've discovered along this journey. You talk about heavy things and about queer issues, but what makes your podcast special is it's not just about that. You've created a space where being queer and loving Jesus fit together naturally in a way that I didn't know was possible. You are both unapologetically queer and unapologetically Christian. Amen. And you made me feel that queer Christians are more common than I ever thought possible. And you've given me an open door to a community where I feel more at home than ever before. Thank you for your work. And thank you for the laughs, joy and warmth that it brings me. Oh, thank you, Rachel. Oh, we feel so good. <laughs> you know, we always joke that Azzy and I are Bible geeky, like a little bit. You I thought know, you were going to say something feel, else. <laughs> no, well, well, we're other things. <laughs> we're like theologian geeks and like we love this kind of stuff. And yeah. like we, this would have meant so much to us yeah. like at some point in our lives. And it means something to us right now as a mission, as a different thing. Yeah. But I mean, to know, Rachel, that this does for you the thing that we wanted this thing to do mm -hmm. is an affirming thing 
to us, um, it is it is divine proof. It is um, incredible, and uh, we hallelujah yeah. with you, Danny. Um, I, I don't know if I've ever told you this, but as a kid, I used to like pretend like I was a radio DJ, like all throughout my childhood like i would turn anything into like a microphone and like pretend like i was broadcasting <laughs> and it was always like centered around gospel right because that's what uh-huh, was allowed okay. in my household and so like i've i've thought about this recently and you know this share this praise report from rachel just kind of uh, affirms that you know like I've been prepping for this. Yes. Since I was a kid. As a kid, That's what I, I, was, told you. I was trying to like reach out to others already. <laughs> to, to others. Yeah. And so like this, so Rachel, like, thank you for that affirmation. I, and thank we, you we, that you you're know, here. Honestly, yeah. we've talked about this and we just talked about it um, in the predecessor show to this about uh, CCM artists who came out of the closet. But as he was... Uh, he was going into music media, like Christian media. And it was something that he wanted to do. And then when he was gay, he was kicked out of it, mm-hmm. you know? And I always say he's reclaiming his pride. We're here reclaiming our pride and we're here reclaiming our, our pride for God. And it's so cool to be able to do that. I know that that's vibing. Yeah. I, vibing. <laughs> oh, no, but that was a hallelujah that hit the heart. Um, thank you, Rachel. Uh, yeah. We are grateful for you. Yeah. Uh, we'll be right back after this with the scripture of the day. The scripture of the day. Hallelujah. The scripture of the day. It's the scripture of the, of the day. day. It's, it's so <laughs> This comes to us from Philippians 4:8. Whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is pleasing, whatever is commendable. If there is any excellence and if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. <laughs> there you have it. <laughs> there you have it. So it's saying like true, honorable, mm-hmm. just, mm-hmm. pure, mm-hmm. pleasing, commendable equals excellence. Yeah. And then worthy of praise. Yeah. 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 Okay. True. Okay. Whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever's pure, whatever's pleasing, whatever's commendable, it will equal excellence. <laughs> it will equal excellence. And it's worthy of All right. praise. I have to remember it. That's how I remember things. Like when I remembered how to spell the word morning, I was always like M-O-R-N-I-N-G, and I still sing it whenever I write it. I love that. I don't know why. It's just how my mind works, Azzy. I have to remember hey, this. This is good. Whatever works. I want to be excellent. Yeah. I want to be excellence. I want to be queer excellence, right? That's right. Um, you guys, we got a message from a listener named Jeffrey with a request to do a show on CCM artists who came out. But when we were researching that episode, there was an entire other list of gospel singers who came out. And we're a nerd for all mm-hmm. uh, Christian music here. <laughs> and yeah, Jesus. If you are really nerding out about the queer gospel singers, we have a few other recommendations for you. And trust me, we are not the first to talk about queer gospel singers. Oh, and I'm sure we won't be the last. No. PBS's Independent Lens (laughs) produced a film called The New Black that talked about the marriage equality movement in Maryland. Many Black pastors and churches got involved in the 2012 referendum that did bring marriage equality to the state on both sides of the issue. 
Now, there's a nasty stereotype that Black pastors and churches are anti-LGBTQ, but that's simply not true. We've had some real allies and some really great queer Black church leaders, too. James Baldwin, come to think of one off the top of my head. One part of the new Black focuses on the struggles and triumphs of one particular gospel singer. He's gone by a few different stage names, and I remember him because I, I think I had his album. His name was Tone at the time, and now his name is Beastlade. So we'll call him Beastlade for the purpose of this chat about him. Beastlade grew up in the San Diego area. He was a double PK. That means both parents were ministers. His father was the senior pastor and district elder in the Truth Apostolic Community Church. Oh, honey, those apostolics do not play. And for two parents to be ministers, Lord. Well, the family was really musical. Gospel music was the preferred choice at home, but other sounds made their way into B. Slade's environment. Sneaky, sneaky, Mr. Beat Slade. (laughs) His father played saxophone for James Brown and Jackie Wilson. Okay. Oh, how cool. His mother sang in various girl groups and his older brother sneaked funk, and R&B recordings into the house. Beast Slade went on to release several hundred songs on dozens of albums over the span of his career, while producing several others for both gospel and secular artists, but dealt with rumors about the pressure of the gospel music industry in his own congregation. Mm -hmm. And I remember when this happened in 2010. He went on the Lexi show, which was on the Word Network. It was a Christian edgy TV show. And there, he talked a lot about mental health struggles, but she keeps probing him about his marriage and sexuality. So this is 2010, and Lexi's wording is really clunky. She sounds like the old auntie who doesn't want to say the word gay out loud. (laughs) He's gay. (laughs) You are homosexual. <laughs> when she asked him if he's struggling with homosexuality, he responded that he's not struggling. I love that. His exact words were, it's just me. I'm mm-hmm. functioning just fine. Thank you. Is my <laughs> is when people ask me if I'm too good to function. Um, he even says that he doesn't think being gay is something that he needed deliverance from. Damn right. Well, this really was a groundbreaking moment. It truly was. I remember B. Slade went onto a gospel show to say that being gay is the way God made him on the Word Network, which is a predominantly uh, Black uh, a Christian television network. And he faced up to all the rumors. Eventually, B. Slade retired from gospel. That's when he changed his name from Tone to B. Slade. It was sort of like a rebrand. Yeah. And today, B. Slade, a singer, songwriter, producer, and actor, he's worked with pop icons like Janet Jackson, Patti LaBelle, you might have heard of her, Snoop Dogg, and Miss Kim Patty. Burrell. All right. Oh, Good for Then him. we should talk about Taryn Stone, who has also been known as Aaron Thomas. Aaron Thomas was his name while he was performing gospel, but when he rebranded himself to R&B, he took on the name Taryn Stone. He is a Philadelphia-based gospel singer who has had a really successful career. Ooh, I love singer. a good Philly queen. Well, Terrence was on season four of American Idol, but also appeared on BET's Sunday Best and Showtime at the Apollo. In 2018, he did an interview with Philadelphia Magazine where he shared that he was bisexual. In the interview, Stone said he always felt judged by the Christian and gospel worlds, even though that's what he really considered home. Yeah, let's share his quote directly. He said, 
I lived my life according to others' opinions of what I should do and who I should be. Grew up singing in the church. All I knew was church. I love it and I love God. But one thing I could never agree with was the religious aspect. As a gospel artist, it was always challenging for me to be me. The expectations of the gospel industry is to present yourself as this perfect person when I was far Mm. from that. I I love that he wants to be real. That that really seems to be a common theme in both the gospel and the contemporary Christian music industries. They're selling like a version of you, one that doesn't really match your reality. Yeah. Uh, He also criticized the music industry for pushing a version of him that wasn't accurate. So this is another good quote. The expectations of the gospel industry is to present yourself as this perfect person when I was far from that. So in 2018, Terrence Stone said that he was leaving gospel music and going to R&B. But guess what? The gospel stays with you, baby. It sticks to your bones. In October, (laughs) he announced the release of the new album, God Doors. And guess what? It's gospel. Surprise! Mm -hmm. And this album was coming out while we were researching this, and it's doing very well. Number one gospel album in the country. Yes, okay. That makes Taryn Stone the first openly gay gospel recording artist to debut at number uno. Hallelujah. That's a praise report right there. You go, Terrence Stone. That's right. Oh, we are here for you. We're going to go check out the brand new album, uh, Breaking News, right here (laughs) on Nash (laughs) Jesus. That's awesome. Yeah. So we should also get a little (laughs) historical. So by talking about James Cleveland. Mm -hmm. Cleveland was known as the king of gospel. So you know how gospel sounds a little like a combination of choir music, pop, R&B, all mashed together, all of the goodness. We all mash up. Mm-hmm. Well, that was James Cleveland. Here's one other fun historical tidbit. In 1950s, Cleveland relocated to Detroit and became the musical director at C.L. Franklin's New Bethel Baptist Church. You know who was C.L. Franklin's daughter? Who? Aretha. <gasps> the Queen. Oh, that's right. And you know who taught Aretha Franklin piano lessons? Who? James Cleveland. <gasps> James Cleveland. He put some respect on her name. <laughs> that's it. Over his career, Cleveland wrote more than 400 songs, appeared on more than 100 albums. People even stopped trying to keep track of how many albums went gold. James Cleveland did not hide his sexuality, but he also was not really very, you know, loud and proud. Well, honestly, you probably couldn't be loud and proud in the 1950s and 60s, but but the people who love him and his queerness make sure to say that he didn't turn into one of those self-loathing gays who denounced the lives and experience of others. He was just a product of the homophobia of his time, not mm-hmm. being able to be out loud and proud like that. Yeah, yeah. By the time he died at age 59, He'd been the king of gospel for 30 years. His funeral was held at the Los Angeles' Shrine Auditorium. I've been there. Beautiful auditorium. Horrible AC system. And lasted four hours. Wow. (laughs) Over 4,000 people attended. Oh, that's wild. And this is the best part. It involved at least two clothing changes for Cleveland's body. Like a true now, queen. there's the gay extra <laughs> like shit queen. I was looking for right there. I was like, that's amazing. What an honor. And then I'm like, where's the gay extra shit? And then boom, 
a costume change. Two costume changes. <laughs> Little. Oh my god. Just a quick side going off topic here. Have Have you <laughs> and seen? And by the way, at least two. At <laughs> least two. Don't forget the at least part. At least several, many right. several costume changes. <laughs> bring bring on out Cleveland's the- body at the funeral. As he. Uh, many several costume changes. That's what happened. That's amazing. I love I, that. I do too. You know, when I die, I want multiple com- costume changes. That's it. Now I, he's inspired me. I want lurks, girl. Look after lurks. If you go first, I, I will help make that happen. You make sure? Yes. Okay. Yes. We need to um, talk. Then. There will be a reveal. I have a list of demands. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, a wig oh, reveal. Like, <laughs> but uh, just a quick oh off gosh. topic moment. Um, have you seen that? There in I think it's in New Orleans. When you die at your funeral, you can tell them how you want to be set up. So, like, if you want to be drinking a cocktail, they will set your body up to oh, like right. look yeah, like you're yeah, drinking. Yeah, yeah. I, I love that. Also, like they party through cool. the street in your name. I thought that yeah. was so beautiful. It honestly felt like a rejoicing moment when I, I saw a funeral of several times when I've been to Nons. Like it's amazing to see. Um that culture and everything yeah. that they have there. Uh, you know, speaking of when he died, mm-hmm. uh, taking it a little bit on a, you know, people said it was by congestive heart failure, but it's quite likely due to the time that it was a cover up for AIDS. Mm. Um, he was outed after his death when two men filing claims that he infected them with AIDS, which is, you know, horrible stigma of the time. Yeah. Well, after doing some of the history, it's time to get very contemporary. I want to talk about Jada A a successful gospel singer who came out as trans just in the last year, Danny. Oh, this is good. We've had so many stories about gay men. Let's hear uh, a trans story. Yes. So Jada A is from Brazil, and she got famous as a gospel singer all before transitioning. She was even nominated for a Latin Grammy in 2014 in the Christian music category in Portuguese. Okay. Portuguese. Now, she was discovered when she was 11 years old by a pastor named Raul Gil in a kid's talent program that he ran. And he invited her to the evangelical revivals that he had all throughout Brazil. So she's a child star Mm -hmm. and an evangelical child star at that. Right. And she is only... Like a a holy Hannah Montana. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I love that. Holy Hannah Montana, Batman. (laughs) Very that. Well, she has only recently come to terms with being transgender. It happened during the COVID pandemic when she was in lockdown, socially isolated. She could wear whatever she wanted. And she had a drag queen neighbor who had given her clothes. Oh, so she only came out as trans during the panty? Mm-hmm. Oh, welcome to the fam, sibling. Yeah. So now she's 24 years old, lost her Christian label, but still putting music out there. Oh, we need to reach out and get some music Ooh, on here. This is, the, oh, this is such an incredible list of people. Historic figures who shaped gospel music. Some artists who left gospel music and some who are coming back right now. Mm-hmm. And you got to recognize what rich culture and history shows up in our churches and in our choirs and in the whole gospel music industry. So we give props to all of these Hugely talented giants and legends. Yeah, we're going to make them our Tide Love Offering Charity Act of Good this week. Now, some of these artists are historical figures, but so many of them are still out there performing and singing, producing music, sharing their gifts that God has given them with the world. Support queer gospel artists. Buy their albums, download their songs, include them in your playlist, share them with your friends. 
it's important. When we need you to share everything because you know what? You may have followers, but if your followers are not actively engaging with each other, learning from each other and vibing regularly, <laughs> then you don't have a community. So please reach out to us. We just want to know who you are. We want to feel your presence. We love you. And for our song and act of praise, we also want to spread that love to other queer Christian music, gospel, CCM artists, like get into it. If you're a queer Christian musician, if you have a message, if you have a song you want us to play, one of your songs, send it to us. Email it to us at contact at yasjesuspod.com with a link where we can find an MP3 file of the song that you want us to consider. (laughs) And now it's time for the prayer segment of our show. We are opening our prayers with the holiest drag queens we know, directly from RuPaul's DragCon in Los Angeles. We asked some fabulous queens to offer up a prayer for the Yes Jesus community. So we'll open today's prayer segment with the drag queen prayer, direct from RuPaul's DragCon. Because every time a drag queen prays, the angelic chorus sings, Hallelujah! (laughs) And today, we'll hear from none other than the fabulous friend, Marty Cummings. Yes. My prayer that I would hope Christian conservatives would pray for the LGBTQIA plus community is to follow the message of Jesus. Love the outcast. Take in people give back to those who are unhoused, flip the tables of the rich and make sure you're helping the impoverished. Jesus was somebody who hung out with the outcast, hung out with sex workers, used his voice to uplift the disenfranchised. So when Christians say that they don't support queer people, their prayers are not the prayers of Jesus. So let's collectively pray for Jesus's true message, which is love and kindness. Yes, thank you, Marty. You named the names. You claimed the claims. You gave a tissue to everybody with an issue, and we love it. (laughs) We give thanks and praise for your fierceness and your tenacity. Same man. God, we know the church can be an unsafe place sometimes for LGBTQ people, and yet we are there. We are there in those churches. We are singing your praise, lifting you up, and using the gift of song to reach others. God, we pray for the gospel singers who continue to sing, even when they feel like they can't be themselves around their choirs and around their peers, around their elders. We give you thanks to those brave souls who came out to be themselves, to who are being who you made them to be and are still out there giving the gift of music. We pray for the world of Australian Ruse football. Keep the Ascendant Bombers a place that is safe and respectful for their LGBTQ fans. And we also need to pray for Andrew Thorborn. Show him the harm of his church's work mm-hmm. and help steer him into a place of true love and acceptance. Yes. We pray for B. Unrequited love is hard. Falling for your friend is hard. Facing rejection is hard. Heal their grief and help them to grow and heal as a person. Let them know that they are enough and anyone in their life is only an enhancement to the beloved child of God who created you. We also pray for Rachel and their partner. They are discovering more about themselves and growing into their discovery. Thank you that they found, yes, Jesus and this community. Help them to grow stronger as a couple. Build loving community and contribute to the growing pro-LGBTQ Christian movement. 
Amen. Oh. Amen and amen. amen. Yes. I couldn't even keep it in, Ashley. <laughs> uh, thank you, everyone, for listening to another episode of Yash Jesus. You can find us on social media at Yash Jesus Pod or on our website at YashJesusPod.com. If you like the show, please make a donation to us through our Buy Us a Coffee button. Mm-hmm. That's how you make a donation right there on the webpage. Um, also, consider becoming a monthly sponsor. We could really use the help. You can find the link to do so in the show notes um and if you haven't yet and you don't have the money to contribute that's okay please leave us a review yeah share us with a friend you don't understand what that does it really helps mm-hmm. us reach new people and keep this show running we need to keep this show running that's right you can now leave us an audio prayer request or praise report on our website yasjesuspod.com we would love to share your voice and your prayers on the show. So drop us a line and send us a recording on yasjesuspod.com. Please, we want to hear from you. Send us your praise reports. Send us your prayer requests. If you have an episode idea, like these came out of our listeners' episode ideas. We want to hear them. If you have a guest idea, or you just want to be like, this little light of mine, Lord, I'm going to let it shine. Yeah. yeah, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Then let us know, because we want to hear from you. Yeah. Jesus is hosted by me, the lit Daniel Francesi, and, <laughs> and this the dim. <laughs> oh, ouch. Oh, Lord. I need a moment to recover from that. This little booty, Azariah Southworth, actually, this big booty. Music, sound, editing, and all things audio are done by Chris Heckman. Our show is produced by the freaking Deacon Ross Murray and Meredith Pauly. And we are streaming and screaming on Apple podcast give us five stars spotify or wherever you get your podcast will probably be there whether you're bright or dim honey god loves you just as you are so shine that little light and keep praising the lord y'all 